0: Welcome to our podcast named Downward Facing Death. (laughs) Downward Facing Death. I think it's a good name, but whatever. I mean, I did steal it from a book, so. Okay. Well, that's okay. Uh, I'm Kat. And I'm Aurora. Uh, Last episode, we talked about episode three and how the season has been going before the witches arrived, which happened at the end of that episode. And uh, today we're going to be starting off with uh, talking about episode 4 of, um, of season, is this season 8? Yes. Yeah, and we're talking about American Horror season Story. Season 8, American Horror Story Apocalypse. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's the anthology horror television show on FX, I believe. Yes. And um, so yeah, so do you want me to start with the summary from episode 4? Yes. Yeah, let me pull it up and you start talking. Okay. Uh, at the end of episode three, Cordelia, Myrtle, and Zoe, uh, these are characters from uh, season three of American Horror Story, have brought their sister witches back, Mallory, Coco, and Dina. We So back to life. Uh, we learn they have been brought back to defeat Langdon, who has caused the apocalypse and is evil? Question mark Is he Satan, the Antichrist? We don't really know yet. Uh, The rest of the episode, episode four, takes place three years earlier. Langdon seems like a relatively normal, if not a little white trash looking, young man living with the real Mead, his surrogate mother, and devout Satanist. After an incident where he uses his powers to kill two men, he is recruited by a coven of male witches, aka warlocks. He joins the Hawthorne School for Exceptional Young Men, where he exhibits unprecedented powers. The warlock's grand chancellor believes Langdon to be the prophesized alpha. This is the first male supreme whose powers will eclipse that of the witches. Uh, The chancellor and the other leading warlocks see this as an opportunity to flip the magical hierarchy from a matriarchy to a patriarchy. They call for a meeting with the witches and demand Langdon be given the test of the seven wonders. This is a test that determines the next supreme. The request is laughed at and denied. Langdon then goes rogue and proves his powers by rescuing Queenie from the Hotel Cortez. This is uh, the hotel from season five, Hotel, a feat <laughs> that Cordelia, the current supreme, couldn't accomplish. To hammer the point home, he brings Madison back from. Uh, he also brings Madison back from hell. And I did want to, which s- no one asked for. Oh, no one asked for, but he just wanted to really show, show that he's the best. Uh, so I did want to say the leader of the Warlocks. So there's four main leaders. We have the Grand Chancellor Ariel Augustus. Uh, then we have Henry John, uh, John Henry Moore, who was played by. How do you pronounce his first name? Do you know? Cheyenne. Cheyenne Jack. Like Cheyenne Washington. Okay, so it's not a, a town. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so it's Cheyenne Jackson, uh, Beatty Wong, who is playing uh, Baldwin Penny ba- uh Penny Packer, which I think is and such a weird name.
1: B- Billy Porter as my favorite name, Behold Chablis.
0: Very weird name. I really like it. Uh, I'm gonna name my first child Behold Chablis. Chablis. <laughs> just have his middle name be just Behold Chablis. Uh That would be great. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, is there anything you kind of wanted to touch on from this episode? Well, there's a lot going on, so... There is a (laughs) lot going on. I
1: really liked the, going back to, uh, the Hotel Cortez and, like,
0: that thing with, um... With Evan Peters.
1: Yeah, I love that, I love that character. It makes me want to watch that season again. That was one of my, like, favorite seasons, I think. Um... And the scene with uh, Emma Roberts and hell was pretty funny. Although, okay. Uh, and maybe this is just like, I, maybe I'm too much of a prude, but like there's so, like some lines where I'm like, do we really need to, like, say it like that? Like, there's a thing where she says something about, like, okay. getting good dicking. Yeah. And I'm like, it makes me, like, viscerally uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, her, like, <laughs> overly, uh, like, just not her sexuality. It's like, we get it, she's a bad
1: girl, but it's yeah, just, like, her-
0: it makes me feel, like, violated. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I did want to say for, uh, I agree, Evan Peters' character in Hotel is really fun. I, I forget his name, but uh that kind of you know he's like the 19 kind of 20s is that kind of where he's from yeah like kind of got that kind of accent going on which is very funny and uh him just like playing cards with queenie and he's like queenie we have to play (laughs) like you know it's just like very silly i also did one kind of nice moment though i thought with madison was when they rescue madison is when she hugs queenie and she's so excited because they have this like contentious relationship from coven and so when she gets so excited to see her and hugs her i thought that and she's like get off me bitch was like very (laughs) very cute and funny uh but i did i did like that moment just in general in a show that generally kind of like downplays or kind of does it we don't have any kind of like sweet moments between characters a lot so it was just very even though you know it's because she's been in hell for a while it, it was nice to see her you know that that moment of her just being so excited to see Queenie because she's been stuck in yeah. her personal hell. Um, yeah, I am all for sweet moments. Like American Horror Story has a lot of random sweet moments
1: between characters that we've just met, and we'll like we'll talk about this in a I think in the sixth episode. But like, there in some seasons, like there'll be these random moments that are played for like like to be like you know, like, make you cry or something, but it's like, I don't care, I just met these people. Exactly.
0: Like, what is this? That's why I <laughs> liked that moment, because we we yeah, understand yeah. the history of their relationship, and we understand why she would be feeling like that. She's so excited to see her. And then, and then Queenie being like, wait, what the hell? Because that's not what their relationship was, it was nice. I also thought the school reminded me, and I don't know if you'll like, agree with this at all, but when they enter, so we see, like, the actual going-ons of the school, like, the boys' school, and, um, it reminded me, like, especially kind of, like, the entranceway, the foyer, whatever, of... Sabrina? Of Sabrina! Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> yeah, what I was yeah. going to say. Like, it reminded me of Sabrina. So I I thought I that, that was I think it's, like, the cool. same, like, set designer or yeah. something. Yeah, exactly. Or they just
1: use the same... Yeah, I was thinking that. I was like, oh, it's, like, Sabrina.
0: Yeah, it reminded me of that. I was like, we just needed, like, a giant uh, representation of, like, the beast or, or Satan kind of a statue of him or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, it definitely reminded me of that. Um, also, uh, I don't know if... Do you want to go into any of the, um, kind of the flipping of the script in the matriarchy kind of thing yet, or do you want to save that for later? Um, we can talk about that. I kind of have not a lot of
1: feelings about it. It's kind of like, I guess it's to, like, show
0: the... I don't know. What do you got? I don't well, know. yeah. So I was just uh, kind of one of my questions was, how do you feel about Murphy flipping, flipping the script and making women the dominant figures in the magical world and men the quote unquote second class citizens? Uh, especially because female superiority is based on genetic and biological factors. So that's kind of a second part to that. But the whole flipping of it, I thought was a little obvious i will say yeah. but uh but kind of, kind of fun to see uh, nonetheless uh just you know um because we get to see like a female dominated society in a way and i guess it's kind of supposed to show the absurdity and like
1: arbitrariness of sexism where it's yeah. just like
0: yeah when you flip it the other way it's like oh this is
1: actually absurd
0: it, well okay the other part of it was saying that because they were basically saying testosterone is a natural inhibitor. Yeah. And so it is based on like a biological thing. So I also, just just a side note, the testosterone thing reminded mm-hmm. me a bit of uh, the midi chlorine bullshit in uh, Star Wars, where they were like, the force is how many midi chlorians can be measured by the midi chlorians in your blood, which is like putting a scientific and biological. Logic into a super magical or natural story pisses people off and makes you kind of pissed. So it reminded me a little bit of that and was like, damn it.
1: Yeah, I didn't... I kind of see it as, like, because, like, there are biological differences differences between men and women it's like how like you know men are like oh we can't have a woman president because her hormones and stuff like that it's like they're like men obviously have more physical strength like the weakest man could probably like strangle like the strongest woman not really but you know what i mean so it's kind of like that where it just like it you see how ridiculous it is when when you flip the genders like that men are biologically superior to women for, you know, because of testosterone. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no,
0: I understand. I I just uh I I just I definitely do not like when there is any kind of like sci-fi meaning like a scientific basis for something like real and a supernatural story. It's it's just oh. it's just that's why people don't like the midi-chlorian thing because it is like yeah. it is more of a fantasy than a sci-fi story, Star Wars. So when you yeah. get that it's just like, well, everyone should be able to to mm. get, be no I but ev- they said yeah. like everyone should be able to be a Jedi. That's why people love the Star Wars story, like, you yeah. know? And so when it's like this measurable thing in your blood, it ruins that feeling of and it also is like a religious thing at the same time with like the Force and being a Jedi. So it's a, it's the same kind of thing so that's just generally something that always bothers me and it bothers a lot of people but uh i i agree with you that it does show the kind of absurdity of that it it also it also then makes sense though with like the history of witches and yeah. uh them being more female and more about like female uh traits that are, that are classically female, like, uh, intuition and being able to access that. So that, that also just generally makes sense. But, uh, the things that kind of bothered me were things that weren't, weren't, I guess, things that, um, I feel like they were trying to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess the only other thing I did want to say to that, that I thought was interesting, well, they were talking about, I don't, I, uh, can't find my note on it, but it was basically about, um the male warlocks were talking about how they had to go underground again after uh there was like the great kind of reveal of the witches by uh cordelia were at the end of coven and he was saying that like people didn't want them around there was like discrimination basically against the warlocks less of the witches and so they were kind of driven back underground and that's kind of how they ended up at that school um, yeah, yeah so I, I thought that was interesting, too. Kind of the discrimination I, that, that they were I facing. I thought that was
1: weird. They were, like, they were, like, yeah, they, like, burned it down. It's, like, you guys have magic. Can't you, like, protect it somehow? <laughs> like, you, it's just unguarded, like, or, like, how, like, the magicians where the school is, like, enchanted so you can't, like, find it. It's, like, that's magic 101, guys. Yeah, Come on. yeah. No, it, it's Let's, very,
0: very true. Makes no sense.
1: Yeah, there's some, like... Uh, In an American Horror Story, there's some, like, unnecessary explanation for things, like... Why is the school underground? Did it need that explanation? Don't really, you know. Like.
0: I, I totally, that's a really good point. Because, like. <laughs> it's like, okay. It, it's a cool visual. The The actual school yeah. is this cool kind of uh, piece of architecture. And they said it was, like, something that was in some sculpture yeah. garden or it's
1: something. Like you don't, it's like, you don't need to explain. Yeah you, yeah,
0: you don't need to explain that. I But it definitely seemed like that there are some people facing discrimination and some yeah. not. Also, uh, speaking of discrimination against anything and, uh, bigotry towards anything, it's, uh, there was this scene where, so the first person Langdon kills, uh, he's grocery shopping with, um, with Mead and Mead is at the butcher shop counter and she's trying to get a full goat head for, you know, her Satanist, uh, you know, ritual kind of thing. And the guy won't give it to her, and he's, like, he says... He basically is being a dick to dick to her. Also, I'm like, I don't know if he's going to have a full goat head. That's another side yeah. note. That's a weird thing for, like, a butcher shop owner to have. But uh, him... He does say stuff, like, he's kind of... He doesn't want to sell her this for her weird kind of religious whatever. So there was, like, some religious prosecution, persecution or something yeah. like that. Um, which I thought was, again, I don't know how what what they were trying to say or how necessary that was but yeah. yeah and also it seemed like
1: they knew each other so it seemed like kind of the, that thing at first where like they bust each other's balls like oh hey joe you gotta go ahead for me and he's like nah you stupid bitch but like, <laughs> but then it's like but then he, then he like yeah because you, you know what i mean like it's they seem like familiar so it was kind of like but then it turned negative. Honestly, I all know. I was
0: thinking about was like those those uh, incidents where, where like a gay couple was trying to buy like a cake for their wedding. Oh, I didn't even yeah, think Yeah. I was thinking about that. I think that and that actually I think might be what they were pulling from.
1: But that's also kind of, like, if we let gay people get cakes, next thing you know, we're sacrificing goats, you know? I don't really like that line.
0: Of- <laughs> well, no, but <laughs> like, that's how I think a lot of people th- no, think I, about, like, gay- no, thought, or thought about gay marriage. I think some people are like, oh, well, what, people are going to be able to, you know, we're going to see, you know, the end of the world kind of deal. Like, yeah, you know, they, they even, blow it up point. and make it bigger. So, yeah, yeah I was just kind of... Um, yeah, I I just am thinking about this now about like the fact that he literally could have just been like, we don't have a goat head because we don't carry goddamn goat heads at this butcher shop at like a yeah. at like a g- giant like it didn't seem yeah. like some like unique <laughs> yeah it's like butcher. we don't kill the
1: animals ourselves yeah we don't do it
0: on site so we don't have goat heads, ma'am like you know yeah Uh yeah so I. Also, I did like seeing, um, did you like seeing kind of Langdon and kind of that, um, seeing him before? Like, he did, did seem so different, you know? He just, he just seemed like a normal, like I said, a little white trash looking, but normal, uh, kind of, uh, kind of kid. He just definitely seemed like a kid still. Um, His character seems
1: really, and we'll get into this more later, really uneven to me, though, like his reactions to things, like, it's really confusing, I feel like. There could have been a more clear, like, personality sketch of him before. Because I think his personality, like, in the present time or whatever, is pretty well, like, fleshed out. Yeah. But, like, there's just a lot of inconsistency. Well, his journey,
0: made. his journey to that point is, I think, yeah. uh, kind of what you're saying, too. And I, I think uh, they do go into that in the, the last couple episodes. That's a big part is, like, his, his journey. But it... It doesn't make, it's a, there's some big jumps, because at that point he really just seems, like, this kind of protective of Mead teenager kind of character, and he just, like, he loves Mead because she is just, like, has taken him in and been, like, a good kind of uh, parental figure for him, so, yeah. I I
1: can't really say, like, what his personality is, like, is he, like, kind of, like, mischievous? Like, it's hard to, like, nail down, like, what he's about. You
0: know yeah and and there's the whole thing and and I want to talk about this. I don't know I think that we can talk about this at like a different point but uh, basically uh, the John Henry Moore character when they're looking so they had gotten tapes of uh, of him killing a police officer during an interrogation so that was the second guy he kills with his powers and uh, he's like this is a clear example of demonic possession. And I thought that that was very kind of weird and confusing, because it's, like, okay, but then they're all, like, no, he's definitely a warlock, so what's the difference, and, you know what I mean? So it's, like, is he yeah. is possessed? Like, so that, and I, I, that got confusing, they kind of, cl- they did clear it up, kind of, and I have a whole thing about that, like, you know, about, like, is he really, like, even... You know, is isn't there some kind of like ver- like can't they just really tell the difference between like someone with warlock powers versus someone- well, they're pretty stupid as we learned. Yeah, and, and they're all just very
1: uh, yeah, they're all just very. They don't, they don't for for magical beings. They don't have a lot really good intuition.
0: And, uh, like, I'd say it, like, a later thing. Just because men are inferior to women. But just so. the women, too, too. Like, I, that's the whole thing. No, On a but later, they, are, they know, like, something's not right about him. Yeah. And the men are like, he's great. Well, I I <laughs> definitely think this is, like, for them, it really is just, like, okay, we gotta seize this opportunity, like, because he's really powerful. Like, I get that. That makes sense to me. But yeah. um, that, that they're just ignoring other stuff, and John Henry's, like, he, I actually really like the character of John Henry and we'll see a little bit more with him, but about his actual motivations and stuff. Those do make yeah. sense to me. Like he's like, this is, yeah. this is, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of following you guys. I get where you guys are coming from. So I'm going to go along with this for a little bit but he's like ah no there's something up with him and we got to be cautious and that kind of stuff so that that whole uh trajectory makes makes sense to me yeah uh, and
1: it's well back to the like female superiority like even if females have been better witches it's like okay can't men can't you just like let women have this one like warlocks can't you just let the female witches like be more powerful like do you really need to dominate in every area like well and that's now. what
0: i thought was interesting <laughs> with the flipping of it because it's like well yeah. you guys can just go out it's like, chill out if you want to and just like get and and rise up in some like executive kind yeah, of world
1: uh use your stupid magic yeah to,
0: like, i did like that there was more uh portrayal of uh just asian characters in this season uh because we've yeah. got bd wong and then i i don't know the actor that plays the grand chancellor um uh my my bae bd wong yeah <laughs> uh yeah no bd wong's awesome he's he's a really weirdly funny character and i
1: love him and everything uh he's he's great he's like what is he in svu he's like the um the like mortician or no what's the medical examiner I never, I have no idea. Like, I didn't oh, even know he, 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 like, pops in and he's just, like, has that, like, that smile where you're like, what do you know? Well, he's, he's one of those actors that
0: just pops up in a lot of stuff, too. Yeah, but no,
1: I think he, I think he's, like, a like a regular, like, recurring guest star where he'll just randomly so be, like, weird. they found a champagne bottle in her vagina.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no. Uh, no, but that's what's great about it. Like, he, he definitely just, like, he's one of those just, like, working, working actors. Like, he's yeah. working hard. He's, he's getting that money. Yeah, and just... And just just yeah shows up and stuff and this one definitely seemed like because it's such a weird character and he just seems really along for the ride and just uh <laughs> having a good time there's just incidents where him where he is just like in the background just yeah. grin a giant grin on his face <laughs> and he's just like i'm just loving every moment of this and it's like okay that- Wait, I think that's in the okay. That brings us to the summary of our The
1: next episode, so episode five. If uh, you wanna, yeah, if you wanna read that, because you'd say that, and it, I laughed so much. Okay, I'm, I like the that you liked my description of that. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I watched. It, I'm like, yeah, that's actually really true. Yeah, it was very.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I had, I had noticed in a scene before him just like grinning, and then I was like, oh, whoa, he's really into it now. But anyway, so episode five uh, summary. So the episode begins with Cordelia having a vision of the impending apocalypse. She had kind of passed out at the end of the (laughs) last episode. So she has a vision about the impending apocalypse, and for some reason there are also zombies in her vision, which Uh, I thought was funny. uh, Who knows? Yeah. uh, Wait,
1: was that in Coven? I thought I
0: remembered zombies.
1: There were zombies in Coven, but it has nothing to do with
0: her vision okay because the the zombies
1: it was it was like the the um the slaves that like LaLaurie like killed on the wasn't that what they were yeah
0: I think it was the no yeah it definitely was the kind of uh the like she like
1: buried a bunch
0: of slaves on her property well it was that the like voodoo kind of witches Yeah, uh, them retaliating against Fiona and the school so they so she does oh, a spell oh, to yeah, raise yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, dead yeah, yeah. and so a bunch yeah. of them i think some of them might have been like you know uh yeah. i think oh some of them were were kathy bates character from that season's like kids and stuff but so some oh, okay. of them were from you know around there yeah. but anyway so uh so yes yeah, so she has that vision and she uh i'm oh, sorry there's a, there's a sirens edit that out uh, <laughs> So, um, so she wakes up. So Cordelia wakes up from her vision and she decides from there to give the test of the Seven Wonders to Langdon. We return to the ghouls, girls' school of witchcraft and wizardry, uh, where Cordelia reveals she is dying, a sign that a new Supreme is on the rise. And by the way, that's not the name of that's not the real name of the school. I was just making a Harry Potter reference oh, yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's got I, I can't remember the name. It's um uh, it's like a, some, yeah, it's a very- School for Girls? It's- Exceptional? Uh, no, no, it doesn't have, like, a dumb name, like, the men's school. It's got, like, <laughs> mi- it's Miss, uh, starts with an R, like, a very New Orleans name. Oh, like, Robichon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that, uh, Academy. Yeah. yeah. show. <laughs> <Robichon>. Yeah, so, <laughs> can't pronounce it, but whatever. Uh, so, anyway, so, so yeah, so Cordelia reveals um, that to Myrtle, I think to Myrtle, that she's dying, and that is a sign that the new Supreme is on the rise. Mallory is currently a student at the school, and she's... Ex- With amazing hair, sorry. Yeah, she does have really good hair. I love hair. that hairstyle. Yeah. I want,
1: I just need a picture of that to show my... Yeah, she
0: looks um, really hair. cute. Um, yeah. She's exhibiting extraordinary powers uh, as a student. Uh, Coco also has just entered the school, and her power is detecting gluten. In Stupid. Gluten. I was like, okay. It <laughs> hated allows, all that. I would well, allow her to, to, that actress, to be to be funny, so that was yeah. my only thing. Uh, at the boys' school, um, uh, John Henry Moore's character is getting more worried about Langdon's true nature and decides to leave and find answers. Mead kills him to protect Langdon. Who then explains his plan to become the uh, to become the supreme and destroy all the witches and warlocks because they are the only ones that pose a threat to him? Langdon takes the test of the seven wonders, but for the last test, Cordelia changes the rules and tells him he must go into the afterlife and bring back Misty Day, who died during her test in season three. He brings back Misty. He uh, he brings Misty back by gruesomely destroying the entities torturing her. Everyone is happy to see Misty, but she immediately expresses concern about Langdon. Her worries are her worries are abated. This is the best part. Her worries are abated when Stevie Nix enters and sings her a song sings an entire three and a half minute song yes uh db wong <laughs> is loving it and accompanies her on the piano <laughs> uh for this at this the stevie nicks coming in and singing in coven she oh. had a couple incidents where she does an entire song and that's like a whole entire thing i was just like oh my god Uh, I I
1: realized that when I thought I'd watch this whole episode before I read the summary, but I stopped right around there. So I was like, what the heck? Like, (laughs) when does Stevie Nicks
0: come in? Just like, and then the White Witch is back and like, yeah, obviously C Day is just like, totally cool with it. Uh, she's like, oh my God. So Cordelia also explains that, uh, she does not trust Langdon as well. Um, sorry, I hit the microphone a little bit, uh but has used him to get her gang back together uh, to defeat the coming darkness. She then sends Madison um, and Billy Porter's character, which is, uh, Rory, what is his character's name? Behold. Behold Chablis. Chablis. And they do say his name, which I, like, they give him a ridiculous name, and they're like, hey, Behold. Like, they call him by that yeah, name. Yeah, I know. I was just <laughs> like, oh, my God. Uh, so they send uh, Madison and Behold's uh to To the murder house from season one, where it ominous, ominously all began. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so that's the end of episode five. Yeah, so this is kind of, not a lot happens in this episode. It's
1: kind of boring. Um, I forgot what Misty Day's backstory was. I have a question. Why is she, like, in hell? Like, wasn't she a good person? Well, okay, so
0: that is something that I, I did want to bring up, because that always, so in the, in Coven, the last test for the seven, uh, the seven wonders or whatever, is to go, uh, down into the afterlife, like, descend into the afterlife, and mm-hmm. then come back. Uh, yeah. but they don't specify hell, but then, then they go into a whole thing in Coven, is, like, they all are going down into their quote-unquote, personal hells. So, it's, like, for Queenie, she's working at that restaurant she was at before. It was, like, some, like, fast food chicken restaurant and, like, everyone's being a complete dick to her. And, like, for Madison, she's working at a, like, Bed Bath and & Beyond, and everyone's being a dick to her there. And for Misty, she's at, uh, in science class as, like, a kid, and she's, like, has to dissect a frog, and it keeps going back to life. But I I, I think it's interesting, because, like, whenever they show anything in the afterlife from in Coven, uh, they show it just as hell. Yeah,
1: they they really they yeah. avoid anything relating to like God or heaven, like showing anything like that. Like it's a very like weirdly atheist approach even though there's like a hell and a devil. There's never like a like any kind of a good. Entity. It's like
0: <laughs> if you if you die, you will be going yeah, also, like, I, I where's just... Where's God in all this? Well, if the
1: devil's doing all this wild well, stuff, God's just like, okay. The
0: only thing that you could say, and this is he comes where's back... Where's Jesus, Kat? I, I don't know. Why are you asking me? <laughs> Where is Jesus? But yeah, but if you have like a a kind of like Christian, I'll just say, philosophy of the devil and of Satan, then there should be some kind of God, right? Because they're yeah. going from like that idea of... of religion that there is a devil and satan so then there has to be like you know a god like in you know just because but they do have hell
1: then what's the point
0: i know and i just remember something really quick before i bring up this next point next point remember when madison in coven she dies and they bring her back like that's Mm -hmm. separate from the whole seven wonders thing she says i i i'm almost positive that she says something that that's like uh, well, what was it like? And she was like, it was nothing. So she was saying that. So it's like, well, that's opposite of Wait, these what? personal hells then. I just yeah. remembered that. I'm almost positive that happens. But Yeah. Uh, it's a really atheist um, well, it, approach. But it does combine, because, okay, so Papa Legba is a character. He's, the, he's a gatekeeper to the underworld, and he's a character that comes back in episode 7. But he's in Coven, so he's the only kind of, he's the only one that's seen as kind of this, like, deity that... Is He's a very, like, neutral deity. He's just the yeah. gatekeeper. But it's like he's the gatekeeper just to hell. I also... We learn, actually... I thought that there was... uh For, like, especially these two episodes, they actually explain kind of a lot more of the lore of American mm-hmm. Horror Story, which it, it makes me kind of happy. Like, we kind of understand what Hotel Cortez is after this. Yeah. We understand what the murder house is. Because uh, they explain that the Hotel Cortez was this... um entryway to hell so that's why langdon is able to navigate it and uh so well and stuff like that um and why he's able to go into hell and save madison also by the way those are all really big red flags that langdon is not a fucking warlock if he's able to do all this stuff he's because he's he should be able to walk around hell and stuff freely because of like who he is but it's like you know uh I just thought of something
1: that I wish they would do in American Horror Story, which is if they're gonna have, like, the devil, I wish they would make it, like, American gods and just have, like, multiple deities, like... Uh, like different religions, which they kind of do with the Papa Legba thing, but not yeah, strong but, enough. It, it's but it's everything's very... like hell. It's all gateway to hell. This gateway to hell. That like I wish there were like other like areas. Like um, yeah, I completely agree. I'm forgetting like the first season of American Gods, but there's like different realms and stuff like for
0: different religions.
1: Well, well, with the like, Egyptian yeah.
0: religion, uh, yeah, they yeah, go yeah, with yeah. the oh the, yeah, the, that the where they bits. get their soul away. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, and I and for some reason the I think it was because she didn't believe in anything so it's like i guess he'll take take the job but uh the character uh shadows uh girlfriend dead girlfriend uh dead wife that's what the leprechaun (laughs) always calls him uh like she just kind of gets passed off to the anubis because he's Uh, like i I don't have a lot of work it kind of made sense (laughs) to me because there's not a ton of people like you know following that so, uh, yeah. but I love mythology
1: and I, it would be cool to see more, like, if you're gonna just take, you know, Christian religion out of it to have, like, other things. Cause the, like I, like I said, the devil
0: just gets boring. It's like, okay, like, it's so boring to me. Satan, the Antichrist, the... It's just, like, so distinctly, like, uh, you know, Christian. But the, the Antichrist is supposed to be, like, I didn't know this till I watched the show Messiah.
1: He's supposed to be, like, a good... Like, he's supposed to seem like Jesus. No, like he's I know. He, like, he's, a he, fa- yeah, yeah. he's a false prophet. Yeah. yeah. Which is, like, not what... or langdon well i did
0: yeah i did a little bit of research with the antichrist and stuff and there's like some it it is like honestly a very very kind of contested and deep theological academic study for people that get into Mm -hmm. it but it's something that evolved because people are like well there there's debate whether the antichrist was actually ever in as an individual in the book of revelations that is debated Mm -hmm. But it's something that evolved uh, through, you know, the years and centuries of, like, Christianity. Yeah, and it became something that popular culture really made it what it is, like, today with, like, The Omen or uh, mm. or uh, Rosemary's Baby and stuff. Um, so... I I don't know. I agree with you. I think the Antichrist can be interesting, and I think, like, uh, good- Oh, one. I think the Antichrist is interesting, but whenever they do that, it's always just something- I always thought the Antichrist
1: was just a pure evil being, but, like, it's someone who presents as good. Well, he's supposed to be, like, I,
0: tricking, like, yeah. a false prophet that is just kind of tricking kind of uh, But I people. think whenever
1: they show it in, like, it, when it's, like, a child, it's like, oh, well that kid's just, like, a devil child.
0: You know what I'm saying? It's never, like- well, that's my point about the whole thing. Yeah. It's like Antichrist versus someone that's like demonically possessed versus straight up Satan. Like, what's the difference? And it, it, that's yeah. always like kind of it's it's interesting when you look into it because I, I find it uh, like kind of an interesting kind of study. But um, it's it's become something different in pop culture than I think it actually is in yeah. religion. So yeah, this like I said, there's not a ton to talk about. Um, uh, thoughts about Stevie Nicks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely, yeah. It was literally, like, a three-minute rendition of a popular song by Stevie Nicks. She, a little background for Stevie Nicks, uh, is from Coven, is she was supposed to be, like, an actual, you know, witch, and, and Misty Days like, obsessed with her, and it's like, no, she actually is a witch, and then, then she shows up later in the season, and we find out she's, like, a real witch, and, uh, she you know, knows, you know, the supreme and everything, so.
1: Was this the episode where they do the thing with the, um, at the Miss Ro-
0: roba show? <laughs> school for girls. Call it Girl girl's School for Witchcraft and Wizardry. I like it better. Where they do,
1: where they do the flower thing?
0: Yeah, where they sh- yeah, that's. So, a- okay, uh, just the, qu- like, how,
1: what's her name? It's either in this
0: one or the episode before, but yes. Wait, Violet? No. Uh, not, Vi- it's Zoe. Zoe, that's her name. Zoe.
1: Um, where she says that uh, like Napoleon's wife who was a witch, but she she said she like enchanted the flowers to be like fixed or something, and I'm like, well, that's lame. But like, is there something like is there like I don't know if there's like historical
0: significance
1: in that?
0: Um, oh, I have n- I, I have no idea. I'm assuming yeah, I did not <laughs> look that up or anything. Um, yeah, that's something that they did in uh in True Blood a lot. They would be like blah blah was a, like, a... Oh, yeah. Uh, I love that, though. I did like that, too. What... Who did they say, um... They said, uh... What's her name? Curie, uh... Marie Curie. Marie Curie. Curry. Didn't they say she was a vampire? I don't remember. Or someone like that. They said was a vampire, like... And then they would say, like, blah-da-blah, like, Einstein was a halfling fairy, like you. So yeah, they would just they would just randomly pick out people from history. but the Napoleon's why it's not a really fun one to say. So um, I just thought of this like when the warlocks are saying like, oh, there's never been like a,
1: a male supreme that this would be a good time to bring in Christianity into it because they could be like, well, was Jesus a witch? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, did, no, like, uh, that's a good point. And that they should have been like there's never been one since. The big JC, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, but like, it's just—it's—it's it's just weird not to mention Jesus or God ever. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I totally
0: understand what you're saying, and it's—it's it's like, yeah, it's so- bring it up. <laughs> well, it's something that uh, with, with, and that's my whole thing about about Langdon's character, because basically they explain um that they the witches and the warlocks they get their power from like pulling from the light. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's from, like, the ethereal realm from the light. And uh, Langdon, again, millions of red flags here that he maybe isn't, like, a fucking war- warlock because he's not, like, he's able to navigate the underworld, like I said, he's able to navigate stuff, and just, like, his powers are coming from, like, a completely different source than the witches. So how is he even, and I say this later, I'm like, how is he even eligible to be to be a supreme you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that doesn't make sense to me because he is bringing, his powers are coming from a completely different place. It's not coming from this pulling from the light and the ethereal and it's, you know, whatever. He's taking his power from literally being related to, or some somehow related to hell and, and Satan. Yeah. Also, Satan, true. I don't think, and I, also this is an Antichrist thing. Anti. The Antichrist was never supposed to be, like, the son of Satan or the spawn of yeah, Satan. Yeah, no. Yeah, so that's just another another thing. Don't drag Satan into this. Yeah, cuz cuz Satan was a was a fallen angel, so how could he even have like a kid? You know? Yeah. God's not God was never an angel, so he could have a son, but
1: you know. And and with who? Like don't don't bring Tammy Taylor into this.
0: Yeah, Connie Britton. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> uh, yeah, so that whole thing is is very kind of confusing. Um just like him being a demon and whatever it was confusing um but oh yeah so like that whole thing about john henry Moore, him saying like i i gotta go this is like there's something going on that's like wrong i thought that that was i i liked his journey it made sense and he literally says to um uh billy porter's character he's like i'm not like you know, I'm not jealous. Cause he's like, you're jealous of him. Like whatever. And he's like, I'm not jealous. I'm, I'm scared. And I thought that that was a very genuine kind of moment that made sense with his character and something I really liked, um, in that episode.
1: Yeah. I was wondering like what his relationship was with the other warlocks. Cause he was like jealous, like, I don't know. It's weird, like jealous of like the attention he's getting, or I don't know. I couldn't tell what his relationship with, Behold, Chablis was...
0: Did you think that there should have been more development with the Warlocks? Like, do they have, like, a romantic relationship? I wasn't sure. Well, I know what. he just smokes in people's offices, and that pisses people off. That's kind of it. <laughs> Yeah, but it seemed like they had, like, a...
1: Yeah, you know, the two of them had a more personal relationship.
0: That's true. Like, maybe develop that more, because I liked getting a look into more of the kind of uh, world building of, of what the worlds are like for the witches and for the warlocks. I did like the look into that, but there wasn't a lot of development on uh, the warlock side, you know, and with the relationships between the characters. Yeah. So, like, D.B. Wong literally is just a really funny side character, and that's it. He's just, like, <laughs> he's just, like having a good time... Just, like, love in life, and just, like, yeah, he's got this big, like, genuine grin on his face. He's like, yeah, woo, like, I'm so excited, so, yeah. <laughs> I think we can, well, I think
1: that's, I don't know, we can go into the next episode, because I think that's pretty much... Yeah, the, I think like, that's a question. good idea, so. Okay, so, episode six, stuff really pops off, um, so, we go back to the murder house, um, and we meet some of the major characters from the first season, including the amazing Jessica Lang. That was me. I don't know if you agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so we have her playing her season one character, Constance Langdon. Um, so a quick note, uh, Madison and Behold... <laughs> pose as a, a a newlywed couple buying a home I guess yeah. to buy buy the murder house Um, even though he's like I'm gonna say twice her age I think anyway also I don't know
0: why they're why they have to buy the house why can't they just go into the house
1: yeah they were like oh you I don't let people in because people break in it's like oh, again they are witches they can do
0: whatever like yeah. anyway and
1: so they <laughs> oh, but and <laughs> then they, they just,
0: like, do a spell. Did I say that? that they do a spell to, Like so, the oh, not wait, yeah, the people Sorry, will reveal ahead. themselves to yeah, like so the they residents do, will reveal themselves. They
1: can't see the ghosts in the house. They have to do a spell and. I liked how scared they were, even though they're witches, because then it makes, like, you scared to see the ghosts. I thought that was actually, like, kind of cool that, like, Madison was, like, scared. Because, like, yeah, even if you are a witch and you've seen, like, been in hell, it's still, like, really alarming to see, like, a no-eyed child pop out at you. Yeah. Like, you're going to be yeah. a little jumpy. Yeah. I think sometimes... The um people in American Horror Story are too blasé about this wild stuff happening to them, so it's
0: like, oh yeah, this is scary. Like that, yeah. And I think that they were trying to reinforce <laughs> that this is like a place of evil or a creepy like, place or whatever. A
1: <laughs> rare moment of like a jump scares and actual tension building in American Horror Story, like probably for the first time ever. I'm gonna say, like, there's like tension of like, oh no, what are like, what's gonna happen?
0: Yeah, that child. We're with, waiting for
1: the ghost to come out.
0: Yeah, the child uh, with no eyes. Was I thought was weird though. I just yeah, 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 okay.
1: So, um, they are start questioning the people in the house, including Constance, um, trying to find out the identity of Langdon. And I don't, how do they know he came from that house?
0: Ah, uh, god, how did they get to the house? I really, I really don't know. That's a really good question.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm just re- realizing that,
0: yeah, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, anyway,
1: but, so, we find out that Langdon is, um, the child of Vivian Harmon, a.k.a. Connie Britton, that she gave birth to at the end of season one. Uh, sidebar, so she dies giving birth to him, because apparently it's, like,
0: 1920s. It's like, girl, go to a hospital. Like, what's going on? Well, that was the whole thing. Do you remember at the, at the end (laughs) of the season? She kind of gets, she kind of gets trapped in the house, and then the guy Uh, delivering the baby is, like, literally from the 1920s. So... Oh, uh, okay, okay, so,
1: yeah, this, in, in, if you can't tell, this episode confused the hell out of me, because we see, like, thir- like we have the same actor playing, like, up to three characters with this episode, like, we're adding another layer of Sarah Paulson on to it, um, another Jessica Lang. I guess she wasn't, there's Coven Jessica Lang, and then there's Murder House Jessica Lange, and then there's Violet and Zoe, so it's just it's a lot. Yeah,
0: they bring back a lot of the characters from from season one, so we and obviously they're in a lot of the other seasons, so we, we see yeah. a lot of people. Like again, you know. Yeah, it's confusing to me. And
1: Evan Peters is like all these different people. It's like okay, whatever. Um, so
0: we find out finally that Lang Langdon is. Oh, that's another thing I didn't really... I was like, oh my god, Constance Langdon. That's where he gets his name. Langdon. Yeah, maybe that's how they found... I don't know. It's just something that I was like, I'm an idiot. I didn't realize that for a second.
1: So Langdon is the child that was birthed from Connie Britton. uh, And he was conceived when Tate, who is the... Evan Peters, the child of Jessica Lang was a ghost dressed as the latex man um, like, uh, possessed by the devil, and he when he raped Connie Britton. I don't so that's, think so. He there's was, a lot.
0: I don't know if he was possessed
1: by the devil. Though. He he must have been because later on when Emma Roberts reunites him and Violet, she's like, yeah, he wasn't like it wasn't him doing any of that. Oh, really? It was like uh, yeah, because okay. that's how she that's how she like she's like yeah, the devil made him do it. Uh it's fine. Okay, okay.
0: Because it's like
1: he killed all these people. Like he was like a school shooter, right?
0: Well, oh yeah, that's that. that- that was a question I had too oh my god yeah. you're right because I had a thing about like well he's a school shooter like that, the, that she was, was more, basically like the devil
1: made him do it yeah I had said.
0: more about yeah. that about Jessica Lang's uh character and her relationship with her kids and that that's where I was thinking it thinking about him being yeah. a school shooter like he did some fucked up stuff with, and that was when he was alive so also where's the dad what dad where the, to, the, to all her weirdo kids yeah that's a good point yeah. Oh no, 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 They did go. They did go into that. That was a uh, Myrtle. Okay. That's why she hates Myrtle, or, or not Myrtle, but uh, Moira's uh, character so much. Remember, he had a an affair, se- and she killed. Have we met the, the dad? We do. We do in a flashback in season one. Is he one. still in the house? No, because he gets killed in their house, not the murder house. Oh, but okay, because she.
1: Yeah, I was actually going to ask that because, um, not Myrtle. Wait, what's her name? Moira. Mo- because Moira says something about, like, oh, I've been, like, sleeping with your husband in the basement or something, and I'm like, what?
0: Oh, wait, maybe he is, like, because they did live in the murder house, so I don't know exactly where That's, they get yeah. killed, but uh, we do see him in a flashback in season one.
1: I have a question. Is Constance a ghost in season one? No. The- oh she
0: just living next door even though she used to live in the house yeah but she she knows okay. all about the house she, <laughs> so she's she's very she's very uh like aware of like everything going on in the house and that's so- that's why she she kind of goes to Ben Harmon uh because he's a therapist and she's like she's she's trying to get him to therapize her, uh her worst. He's the worst there. His, oh my God, yeah. Her son, which is Evan Peters, yeah. but she knows he's a ghost because she knows that he died. You know. Wait, is he a ghost? Yeah, he's a ghost the whole time. He is, but he doesn't realize he's a ghost. That's part of it. Oh my. That's season okay. one stuff. We don't need to go into it. Okay, so all right, we're gonna go b- back to the summary. Okay, so in case
1: you didn't get all that. Evan Peters, Tate Langdon, was possessed by the devil as a ghost, put on a latex costume, rapes Connie Britton, and births the Antichrist or son of the devil. So that's yeah. that story on that. Constance takes, uh, takes the baby and raises it for several years for some reason, Um, in her care he exhibits progressively violent behavior and then ages 10 years overnight I think maybe they did that to like explain some of the inconsistencies with his character I don't know maybe things got weird because like they had all these people guest starring and like maybe they filmed stuff in like a different order because it's like very inconsistent yeah anyway um, Dylan McDermott aka Dermot Mulroney (laughs) Ben becomes a parental figure to Langdon and tries to guide him, and I guess I thought he was straight up evil from the from the first season because he's
0: just so like s- sleazy. And I, I don't well, know. I like, think he's more just like a dirt bag yeah, that's trying to do yeah. better, is what is what they they show him. He's a dirtbag that's yeah. trying to do better, but they really kind of lean into him being a dirt bag by saying that yeah. like, all he does is masturbate and look out the window yeah. and cry. <laughs> I which I thought I was kind of like, funny. I feel like that
1: character is dragging a specific person that I don't know who it is. Like, someone they know. I yeah, don't know. they're like, this is blah, blah,
0: blah. And I'm like, uh, I
1: don't get this joke. Yeah. I don't. Um, so, yeah. So, Ben Harmon is trying to guide him on a better path. Um, and Langdon battles between his desire to be good, which, again, they don't show. They do show. Like, at all. Wow. <sighs>
0: He but, like, yeah, but that's my whole thing about him aging ten years because he needs to make he's him a like love, it, like love a, an animal or something though. Because they don't show it. They don't him, like, show doing... it enough. But he definitely is like someone that that is just, and that that's a question I have about about his his, his true nature because it's like, it's like he he is kind of just a he aged ten years, so his brain is yeah. still that of like I don't know like a ten year old or something. So he he's a little kid yeah. and he does have and kids all these, are evil. But he also has this, like these, these. He's also powerful, so it's like controlling that and that whole thing. So I guess
1: yeah, kids do need to be taught empathy. So I guess that makes sense. Like I remember uh, AP Psych class, (laughs) (laughs) learning about like the stages of. Um, of of, like under of empathy and like at first kids don't do stuff because they don't want to get in trouble and then they eventually like learn like the idea of like right and wrong yeah Uh, but but like I don't think humans are born with an innate um, like they're not like innately good I
0: guess but they're not innately evil either and that's kind of the whole whole thing they're just they're just kind of vessels in a way okay so
1: he's uh langdon like grows up and he's kind of like uh torn between his nature and nurture um when a group of satanists including anton Levey the real life founder of the church of satan um and the original version of mead kathy bates's character come to the house they unleash his power through a black mass and put him on his true path as the Antichrist. Okay, so he is the Antichrist. Okay. I think so. I think it's kind okay. of, yeah. The When they kept saying Black Mass, I thought, like, a black mass, like, of, like, a cloud was gonna come out of something,
0: and that never happened. Oh, like, like a mass <laughs> of people? Yeah. Oh. No, like, like a cloud of some kind. Why, why would that... Because,
1: like, cr- Connie Britton is like, I didn't believe he was bad until the Black Mass. And I'm like, well, nothing really, like, okay. So they do, the the Black Mass is where they do this, um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom style heart pulling out. Sacrifice. This, human sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, unnecessary, um, violence on a, a, a female. Yeah. <laughs> for was, some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah I don't know I guess I just get kind of bored with the whole like Satan thing and like sacrifice and it's like surprise me you know yeah I don't know I understand so that's uh a pretty much it ends with Madison and behold Chablis being like oh shit this guy bad we got to go stop him yeah definitely <laughs> so, um yeah so that's basically it, um, there's a lot to unpack here, this episode was super confusing for me, because I don't I think I finished Murder House, but it was a long long time ago, and that epi- that season was started really good, then became kind of a mess um
0: Yeah, I don't think I
1: ever rewatched it. But, uh, yeah, it was very confusing to me. Um.
0: Well, yeah, I I definitely. Like, it was definitely something, like, you had to have been a fan of it. It would have been, if if this was where you came in on, you would have been so confused. If this was the first season you ever watched and you watched this episode, you would be so confused. Mm -hmm. Because so much of the stuff in the murder house, you know, you need to have watched the season one. So, yeah um so i had uh i had a couple just random little notes i did want to say uh madison and behold when they get into the house there's a it's a very like law and order uh colon murder house they become this like (laughs) odd couple detective pair questioning everyone's like where were you like you know uh which Mm -hmm. I, i enjoyed um, I really like them together. I
1: wonder if, like, they just had chemistry and that's why they decided it would be them. Yeah,
0: I, I also think they needed, like, it to be a warlock and a witch to have... Because, mm-hmm. like, Behold, then, is he, his mind has changed after witnessing all this stuff uh, yeah. in the murder house. And then uh, the there's a reference to the exorcist when Langdon, while well, he's still living with Constance... It was after he aged. Uh, he, uh, she brings in a priest and he kills the priest. I don't know why she thought that wouldn't happen, but whatever. Uh, we also learned... Stop learn- leaving him alone with people. Yeah. Also, we learned that there's, uh, I just thought that this was a nice little thing. We learned that there's 36 murders in the murder house. So that kind of brings some kind of clarity <laughs> about all the people. I don't know. Like, <laughs> just like that but they also, added that detail. Like,
1: <laughs> they always do that. Like, um, there was something like... I was like listening to where it's like if a house is like hundreds of years old, it's like inevitable that like a lot of people are gonna have died in it because you know, like I don't know, I've, or like like in say like a if there's like a house in like England that's like six hundred years old, it's like yeah, it's gonna have like fifty. People I think died they in
0: meant like murder. No, no, I know. Yeah, I mean, but it's
1: like it's like yeah, like people before like hospitals. Where do you think people? Died?
0: Yeah, no, you're totally right. <laughs> Most of them
1: died at home, so it's like not that crazy.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh, and then we we learn how Jessica Lang is now. Just some clarification on. Uh, I know that you were saying this is so confusing. So, uh, you know, we see the flashback with Constance ra- raising Landon, but uh, she she ends up killing herself in the murder house. Um, after an incident where he uh attacks her this is after he had killed the priest and uh this is in their house not the murder house so next door he had killed a priest and then uh there was something that happened where she he kind of like attacks her and then is very apologetic about it which again goes to the fact that he has this brain of a 10 year old yet his powers are you know uh are really he's got the extraordinary powers. So um, she goes to the murder house and um, kills herself and is reunited with her kids, which include uh, Evan Peters' character. We have that weird-looking guy. Uh, I forget what his name is. Uh, Girl? No, it's that guy with, like, kind of the messed up face. Uh, I thought it was a girl. Well, you you have the girl with no eyes, which came out of nowhere. That was nothing from season one. I don't understand... Who the hell this girl is? And it was, like, this weird... Where did her eyes go? And it was this weird, cheap, like, horror thing, I thought. Like, oh, we're putting... Because yeah. that's creepy, so we're putting it and in? And also, like, like what... she
1: has, like, these young... Like, that girl's, like, eight. I'm, like... She... I mean, I love Jessica Lange, but she's, like, 70. How does she have this, like...
0: I don't... No, but she's been aging outside of the house this whole time. That's true. Okay, so, that makes sense. So, it may... yeah. yeah, that makes a little bit more sense. But okay. uh, But still, I mean, like, when she gave birth to to evan tate's character i don't know no whatever yeah. her only kid that's not there is um uh the girl with uh down syndrome who uh plays characters in multiple her, her name's nan and coven but i can't but remember her Is name. she still
1: alive is that why no
0: she does get killed but in murder house in season one she gets i think she might have gotten like hit by a car or something in the street and uh jessica lang constance uh she's trying to drag her into the murder house but doesn't get there in time so by the way there's
1: no way that this woman would not be being investigated by child protective services when all four of her children have died and she's just raising her
0: grandson well i think the one the uh guy that i want to call bartholomew but i know that's not right it's um oh i think it's in the the wikipedia um thing where they talk about that uh, yeah, his name's Bo- Beauregard. Beauregard is is the kid's name. And he's 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 got, like, kind of deformities, and he can't speak. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think he was kind of an off-the-books child, <laughs> you know? I don't think he was ever, like... And then the girl with no eyes, we have no idea where the fuck she came from. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then she has her, the daughter that she couldn't bring in the murder house, and then, um, you know, Tate. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So, my whole thing with her is, uh... That she is, she describes herself as like the mother of monsters and she's like committed to raising, she at one point is like, well, Lang seemed like he just was going to be like a run of the mill serial killer. But actually, or maybe like a great serial killer. So she's completely committed yeah. to raising this fucking serial killer. But then she just kills herself when. That's he's like, what I'm like. But it's like oh, I what? don't understand what switched in her head. And like he, I, he kind of attacked her. But it was this weird. She was so okay with everything, and yeah. this one thing was for some reason her final straw, the last straw. Like I'm not gonna raise you anymore. So I, I
1: her, her character is strange to me. I think maybe she's kind of just like a narcissist, where she like thinks of herself as this great mother, but then it's like she's just a psycho, obviously.
0: But like um, I like a I like a good kind of like how committed she is to her kids. Yeah. I always think that's cute. But that that's like a classic, or like that is yeah, a very like classic a or, narcissist where she's like yeah. I'm
1: so committed to my kids. But like lady your kids are all literal monsters. But like, yeah, what?
0: she's, like, kind of fine with that, but that's but then, why, like, the... And then the, she like, is, like,
1: does, like, a dramatic suicide, which is, like, a narcissist thing. So yeah. maybe she's just, like, a narcissist. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously she is. Yeah,
0: but, but it also reminded me, like, thinking about, like, raising serial killers and stuff. I don't know if you know anything, if you've seen anything with Jeffrey Dahmer's dad, but, um... I find him, like, one of the most tragic and sincere demonstrations of parental love and understanding and commitment, because after Jeffrey Dahmer dies, he's, like, went to, or after he killed all the people, who went to jail, he visited, visited him in jail all the time, and he was really just trying to understand him, and, like, yeah. he was, he was so, like, it's so tragic whenever I see interviews with him, because it's so sincere and just, like, he has this parental love there still, like. Wait, did Jeffrey Dahmer have a messed
1: up childhood?
0: Not really either. That's
1: really that's frightening. There, what, I think it? that there
0: was some stuff that may have happened that was a little more uh, subtle and just like that. That's also really sad with the dad because he's like, I don't know what we did wrong. Like, I think his he had he had like normal family problems. Like, I think the mom and dad had like a very contentious relationship and ended in divorce, but nothing that was nothing that was terrible uh yeah and it it makes sense because i mean the way jeffrey Dahmer killed people was horrific but he also was doing it because he wasn't really into the actual violence of it he just didn't want to be alone and yeah. that's so it, it's very so anyway but i always whenever i see stuff with jeffrey Dahmer, said i get very, i just find it so tragic and uh like because he's just really just trying to understand his son and it just being like, what did we do wrong? What, what happened? Like he, and he's visiting his son and talking to him and trying to understand him. And he never says, like, I'm going to disown you or anything. And it's just this really like tragic commitment to his son. He's like, what made
1: you gay?
0: Oh, and a serial killer. Uh, There was some, like, there was a (laughs) little bit of, like, homophobia I think he dealt with, but, like, not... Oh, I'm sure. But not that much compared to, like, you know, it it was very run-of-the-mill kind of stuff that was kind of he had to deal with, and so... But it, it, whenever I always feel really bad for parents of serial killers, because of like except for the ones that do terrible things to make their I kids feel like, like most, that. But yeah, it's
1: mostly like caused by the parents. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But
0: then there there are some that are just like that are, are people that are related that are still just like I I can't help but like not love this person anymore, and yeah. just have this like of familial love or whatever, and just like not not being able to completely disown them and that always just makes me very very sad and so i kind of uh was just thinking about that but Jessica lang also the the horror movie trope of just like the mother who is just like committed to their to their crazy you know um crazy like monster movie son like in friday the 13th or whatever yeah. So um there there's some of that going on too with Jessica Lang's character. But yeah, her last straw thing with Langdon doesn't make any sense to me. Why that yes. that center over the edge and that kind of brings me to like everyone kind of any parental figure just completely abandoning him. And I think uh that was kind of messed up and it's like, well, if he had better parental figures and the only ones that accept him and nurture him are the saintness. So yeah, those are that's where he's going to go, you know? And so, uh, Connie Britton's
1: character- wait, so why couldn't- so she- she's in the house, but she doesn't- like, she can't- doesn't make herself seen to Langdon, but then, yeah, couldn't- could, is Jessica Lang- Langdon can't see her once she's dead?
0: Uh, I mean, she could reveal herself, but she's, like, hiding. Okay. She's- because like, yeah. they- they kind of have the choice to reveal themselves- I and that that's like okay so we have Constance who is one just encouraging um, encouraging him and his evil side like you know she's like okay because he's exhibiting these serial killer traits and she's fine with it then we have Ben who is trying to help him in his like messed up way but then he gets in this after he kills that one couple in the house He's like, I never should have helped you. I shouldn't have even tried and just ditches him. And we have Connie Britton who literally just hates him from the birth of him and rejects him. And she, she just is like, he's bad, whatever, and won't even, like, show him. So it just is inevitable in a way that he would become a because he's getting no good nurturing or no good guidance from anyone. Yeah. And again, he is a baby in a lot of ways. He is, yeah. you know, so he hasn't even been outside the house in forever. So it's yeah. just, he's not getting anything outside of, like, these people. And and you see his, he the way he acts in certain scenes um, after he ages 10 years is, you yeah. can see he's still a kid. So, yeah. yeah. So that's a good th- Segue
1: to talk about um, your question about it, whether he's an example of the born sexy yesterday trope, which is where like a usually a woman character is like kind of like really like
0: what is it like she's like really ignorant, like, I don't... It usually pertains to, like, an alien or, like, a robot. A robot, I think, is the best way to describe it, because it's, like, a robot that is usually... Learning to be human. Yeah, and it's, like, and is, is sexy, but still has the... Like is a fully like like looks like a sexy adult woman, but is just yeah. uh, has the mind of a child and is learning stuff. And it's usually a male figure that is guiding them and yeah. teaching them, but still wants to have or does have sex with them. Yeah, so it's so kind it's of like a weird trope. <laughs> so in the
1: in that trope, it's like a male figure is like teaching the the woman who's you know a robot or just less sophisticated, kind of like a my fair lady thing. Um, but then he's also like, oh yeah, I'm like a father figure, but I want to bone her too. Yeah, like, it's like uh, mind of obvi. a child, mind of a child yeah. in the
0: kind of yeah, and no experience with the world, and yeah, and the uh, that kind of part of it, the whole like wanting to have sex with it, is less of what I was talking about with the born sexy no, yesterday. Know. It's more of the born yesterday part. But I think a lot of the of similar kind of messed up stuff about that trope is applicable to Langdon.
1: Yes, and I think maybe it would have explained more if they had made some weird sexual thing, because this show doesn't shy away from weird incest stuff. So I thought it was a little weird how they made Constance and Ben seem like such good... People just trying to like do right by this demon child. Yeah, Constance they is made them, totally like doing fine with him killing all these people. They could have made like people. do weird sex stuff to him. <laughs> I don't know. Like give him a reason to be so, you know what I mean? I don't know. Anyway, and then that would have fit the trope a little bit more. Um, yeah. So he, he does have that, like, yeah, because he's he seems really naive and like his reaction to Constance dying I thought was weird because it's like. He doesn't seem to, like, care about anything or anyone. And then he's, like, really sad when she dies. Well, like, what but do you mean he doesn't
0: like, care about anything or anyone? Because, like, the only he person... people randomly. But he... So he killed the babysitter and he killed the priest. But he just... Me- like, he doesn't understand... I, I think he doesn't even understand his powers. So he kills them maybe by... Like, he was a baby when he killed the babysitter. So it's like, it, there was no direction the only one that he actually has a relationship and knows because literally he hasn't left the house is Constance so it's yeah he's the only one he knows in the she knows in the world and or he knows in the world is Constance so Mm -hmm. but then he but he did like hurt her so he does attack her but then that's the last that's why I'm saying the last straw of that it's ridiculous to me and and kind of messed up because you're abandoning this this person and and messed up in a way that's like you don't care that he's gonna go do some more messed up stuff obviously she didn't because she accepted she was encouraging his kind of weird evil murderous side too yeah so she's shouldn't she have killed him. him yeah but that wasn't her she wasn't no, trying it was like you said that narcissistic kind of personality she yeah. has and i yeah. she's still like but yeah she just totally checks out of his life she's like i never want to see him again but it's like Tate fucking shot up a school as a, you know, and he was like a normal kid going to school. Like, he wasn't this, one of those uh, families that never lets their kids out of the house? You know, like, it's, it's like, okay, that's what really, like, puts you over the edge? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: you asked, you asked a question about um, Madison at the end kind of having this, like, touching uh, reunion with, um, Tate, Well, I not think it was and,
0: exactly touching. No, though, I know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm saying it's one of those things where they're going for a touching moment, and you're just kind of, like, WTF. Yeah. Um, so, it's, like, a very, like, so, it's, like, Violet's, understandably, wants nothing to do with Tate, because he is, a, like, shot up a school and raped her mother. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Um... And it's not like he raped her mother as a ghost. He's been a ghost this whole time. So, like, he also fell in love with Violet when he was a ghost, right? So, yeah, he didn't know he was He a can't ghost, use but. being a ghost as an excuse for rape, you know? Yeah. So, but apparently so, there's
0: demonic possession. Emma yeah, Roberts. so
1: Emma Roberts is just like, well, I think it was because the devil made him do it. So you should probably just, like, let it slide and, like, you be in love, and Violet's like, okay.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, it was very weird.
1: So, yeah, I kind of felt bad for Violet, like, I don't, how, how did she, I, I wrote this in my notes, how did she die? Like, could she we have gotten her herself. out She herself. Okay, there's too many suicides in these. Yeah. It's like, it's bad, it's like, I don't know, People are suicide happy. Anyway, um, (laughs) they definitely should have made her leave and become Zoe. That would have, like, Zoe in Coven. That would have made a lot more sense to me. Yeah. Because Zoe, like, has, like, a troubled past and, like, you know,
0: I think, right?
1: She's kind of, like, doesn't have a family. and she did have a family,
0: but it was, like, but they could have easily, I think, done some kind of uh, transition uh, with her becoming... Yeah. Zoe. That would have made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I didn't really like
1: that emotional moment. There was also a really weird scene, ugh, totally unnecessary, with Moira and her mother,
0: which... There was a, that was a long, weird plot thing in the middle yeah, of the Yeah, and episode. I thought Moira
1: was kind of a
0: bitch, and they made her, like...
1: So, she slept with Constance's husband, as correct. like a
0: As, like, a young woman. Yeah. And... Uh, she- Moira- ki- um, or Constance kills her and her husband because of that. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, so she's trapped in the house, but, like, they- Constance, like, wants her to leave, so... Also, why does Con? okay, never mind. <laughs> so, she is like, get away from me, um, but I- again, I'm wondering why the husband isn't in the house or it doesn't appear. Yeah. Um, But if they could choose who they appear to, I would think that, like, Moira could just not... They could just, like, not appear to each other. But I I think she's
0: trying to annoy her.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like, annoy her forever. But for some reason, we're to believe that Moira's, like, a good character and, like, she,
0: like, gets, like, redemption. Um, That's all from season one. You know? Yeah, All all her kind of character. Because, I mean, it was kind of uh, atrocious the way she dies uh, with Constance killing her, because I think it was actually but it's like, yeah, don't sleep with no, 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 no. Humans. But I think it was kind of like an assault, actually. If I if oh. I'm remembering correct correctly, he she was kind of like, uh, yeah. But, it, they, it but was, she made but she made a joke about it in the in this episode. Yeah, because I, I think like, she's trying f- to she's trying to fuck with with Constance, but uh, Ooh, but Constance I don't like that narrative. No, but <laughs> but it was it was like it was a yeah. I remember this now. It was like him trying to have sex with her. And then um, Constance walks in. It's just like here having sex with my husband. And then kills both of them. But then why does she seduce Ben? In uh, the first season. I don't know. Just for, for lulls. Yeah, I, I love think that it's just, actress,
1: by the way. Yeah,
0: the redhead. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It is just for lulls. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I would just want to be
1: hot for. Her. But yeah, also, I would just appear as my younger self. That all was the time. like
0: explained in season one, and I can't remember why. It was, like, because, um, like, Ben was seeing her as, as her hot, yeah. younger self, and Vivian was <laughs> that seeing was her my as was older
1: thing.
0: That was my favorite part of
1: the first season, was that he never questioned it, and it never came up with, between him and his wife that she's seeing this old lady with like a one glass eye, yeah. and he's seeing <laughs> this hot, and it never—they never, they never yeah. talk about it. And he's just like, I guess my wife is fine with this like slutty French maid. Yeah, what? well, it, yeah, and, and
0: he's and, and, like all like guilty and stuff, and it's just like, whoa, look at her. It's just like, wait a second, what are you seeing? What am I seeing? Can we have a moment like that? <laughs> so funny. Wait. A a second can you describe to me what Moira looks like to you <laughs> yeah um cause he's like he, I, he makes like allusions to like look at her she's like freaking bending over in this short thing and she's just like <laughs> then Vivian's looking at her and she's like just like this old woman just with a oh. and just like okay like yeah, yeah it's just like it's what are so you talking funny. about it's a little bit reminds me a little bit in Game of Thrones uh the red woman cause the whole thing was supposed oh, to be yeah, yeah Stannis uh uh, Baratheon's wife is supposed to have seen her as the old woman, and, uh, you know... Wait, the whole time? Well, I think it's, like, because she's a true believer, it's, like, alluded to, like, she then could see her like that, but then there's a scene where she literally takes off that necklace that does the glamour, so she does know what she really looks like. Like, that's no... I forgot all of that. Yeah, yeah, but, like, Stannis is just, isn't, like, fully a true believer, so he's more doing it for, you know, his ego. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that happens. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, oh, there's a... So they... To release Moira from the house, they find her bones. Also, I didn't write this down, but weird that, that they have to physically dig up all these corpses. Again, they're witches. They can, like... Can they not, like, use some, like, radar, witch radar to, like, dig around with their mind in the soil? They yeah. have to, like, physically dig up the entire, like, yard to find her bones. Yeah. Even though she can... So Emma Roberts can sense what bones are Moira's, but they can't, like, use, like, I don't know, a stud finder but for bones I, and, like, I figure totally out get what where, you're yeah. where bones are. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's like... It's like yeah, art like archaeologists have these tools. Anyway, that's weird. <laughs> um, they have to do manual labor to like dig up. Well, it's the like bones. yeah, just
0: like you're saying, just detect over, hand yeah. over the ground. Da, 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 yeah. da, okay, these are birds bones, yeah. And like yeah, just like I don't know. Which
1: is the witches' powers are wildly inconsistent. They can bring people back from the dead, but they can't do like basic things. Yeah, yeah. That's- um, so they find her bones. They like. Uh, are like, we're gonna release you um, and there's a touching scene with her mother where they're like they're reunited and it's like unnecessarily long and I'm like, why do I care? I, don't I know. know. I, that's why I left it out Oh, summer, this, just, asked, like... this just occurred to me. I'm wondering if it's something with like Ryan Murphy or like one of the writers who had to like take a parent off life support and they feel like guilty because that she's like, I killed you. Cause I, you know, took you off like your respirator. I guess that's a hard thing, like dealing with aging parents. It was, and, like, it guilt, was sad and the touching. Guilt of that. Yeah,
0: and it was sad and touching in season one, but it's like in season eight, it's like no one cares. Like you know, it's yeah. it, it was really unnecessary to have that
1: whole thing. And again, there's no heaven. Her afterlife now is just like living in a cemetery.
0: Yeah, and it was also uh, it was like kind of walk off into the moonlight kind of thing. So I it is it yeah. is that whole thing of like, okay, is there another place you can go and c- in, or is it just your personal hell? You know, I mean? yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: so that was like a weird plot line there. I don't know. And it was I like, love that I love um, that actress, but I feel like she's she's in too many things. What's her name? Uh oh, I I. She's such a good actress. You're so talking about really uh, Moira it. and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. From like six feet under, she was really she's selling, like selling the it when she's like crying about. She's in that. She's. I'm like, watching Dead about... to Me. She's in that too. Uh-huh. She's in like everything. Uh, Francis Conroy. Yeah, she's so good, but she's in too many things to the point where it's like it, like it's like okay, chill out. She's like Malcolm McDowell, where she's just in everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a little bit like, uh, I like that she's getting all this work as like this older yeah. kind of woman. Oh yeah. Uh, but but I agree. But I mean, being in like the Joker, that was a huge movie, so that that was pretty right. cool. And I, I like that casting for the Joker's mom. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I really like her too. I I her character in um in this season and Coven, I think, is so. Over the top, and I love it. I I hate that character. I find I it very it. very funny. Like it. I find it
1: so annoying. I like her best when she's playing like like in Six Feet Under as the mom, where she's kind of like she has this thing where she could be sweet. Like you don't really know like what her. I don't know. She's not just like a sweet old lady. She's kind of like you don't know which way she's gonna go. Yeah. Almost like she's a human being who's like complicated. <laughs> Um, but I hate that character where she's just like, oh, I have to like miss lunch at the
0: whatever. I
1: don't know. I hate that hair. I hate, I hate everything about that character. I want that character to die.
0: Uh, that character. I hate the wig. Oh my God. But that is based off of um, uh, not um, Wintour, but it's some woman that works at, uh, that whole look is based off oh, someone from, yes. from, uh, from Vogue. It's not Anna Wintour, yeah, but it, it's a it. side woman that's I know what you're about talking forever. about so and I'm pretty sure that's like the hair the frizzy hair red hair is yeah. based off that and stuff uh I I really uh I enjoy but you know I enjoy these incredibly campy over-the-top characters yeah. so but literally there's in the next episode she they they show that character Myrtle she's vaping which I thought was a really funny thing <laughs> and at one point she starts just like playing the theremin randomly so again just like weird ass stuff Wait, playing with what the theremin what is that? It's like you've seen them there. It's like, does a whoo, like it's like what's supposed to be like the first electrical music uh, instrument. Oh, okay. And it makes those kind of weird, kind of creepy sounds, but they always have like, uh, did you watch Breaking Bad? yeah uh gail that character's playing a theremin at one point it's always kind of like oh uh, like to show like uh quirkiness in a character okay they play the theremin (laughs) so uh yeah it's a very weird kind of um yeah but yeah i just thought both of those things her vaping and then playing the theremin were both really funny that is funny (laughs) yeah um okay so we're almost at the end um
1: Okay, so you asked who who is the baby that Vivian is referring to, and that is a great question. I don't know what's going on. Yeah,
0: at the end of the episode when she reveals herself to Ben, finally she said something about, like, your baby is, like, wants to see you or something. So did she have two kids when she gave birth? Like, you know, that's what I... Like twins? That's the only thing I can make sense to me. Like, when she gives birth to Lane and she also gives birth to another baby? Like, is that what's happening? Yeah, uh, and wouldn't Langdon have like eaten that baby in the womb? <laughs> like, right. You know, it, yeah, it's very weird. Oh, also, when it shows
1: uh is it Also, how it would he show- be
0: Ben's son just
1: really quick?
0: <laughs> because it was Yeah. Saying, but yeah, sorry. Well,
1: so he says that he thinks of Langdon as his son. And I I call I wrote Michael because it's confusing because there's like other Langdons. So yeah, I was, like yeah, why yeah. do we call him
0: Langdon?
1: Yeah. Um, so like he thinks of him as his son, I guess. But then also, it's showing it's showing Langdon like killing like who is that Mina Suvari, and she's like wait wait she's the
0: Black Dahlia scene. Oh, he's like he's not killing her, but he's he's doing like surgery. No, but I mean he is her. killing her. Yeah, and she's just like fine with it. It's like yeah, all right, yeah. I
1: feel that that was very. one problematic, because it made it seem like the Black Dahlia was like, it's cool, I'm an actress. And it's like, no, she was brutally murdered by, like, a doctor or whatever. Well, yeah, did you
0: you ever uh, listen to the Root of Evil podcast about yeah. like you listen that that podcast is amazing. I don't I don't know if I finish it, but I like watch
1: the show or most of it and I like I know like the whole story. Um and it's like so
0: fucked up. But um But like that I mean, podcast is really, really crazy and really yeah. good and it. it's like, okay, this guy definitely killed the Black Talia. Oh
1: yeah. yeah, and like raped his own daughter
0: and shit. Oh, and it's kind so of- much weird incest going on in that film. Yeah. yeah, and uh she's still alive, isn't she? Which the daughter? Uh, Yeah, she, well, I think she actually did die, actually, um, okay. uh, like, more recently, like, around the time that the podcast aired, because they didn't really interview her, like, you you know, so uh, they were kind of doing it, I think, I think the daughters may have started investigating this stuff after their mother's death oh right right yeah right, right, so they, yeah. they knew parts of the story before that but they started yeah. to really get into it I, I, and also as a way to kind of reach out to their extended family you know yeah so uh yeah um yeah so i i didn't like the that weird
1: black dahlia thing because a it's like okay ty like is it like is he in present
0: day and also well the black you know that, you know black dahlia was in season one right yeah. Okay. Just wanna. Clarify, but but yeah. how is Langdon there? No, he's not. It's just the black doll. He's a ghost in the house because she got killed. No, in the but house. It, but it showed him doing stuff to her. Yeah, because she just could. She's a ghost. Why wouldn't he be a Oh, so he's just, like, playing... Yeah, he's just playing he... around. This this is my thing about him, what? and, like, he shouldn't be being, like... I'm so It confused. is the worst place for him to be raised, is the murder house. Because <laughs> people are yeah. going to encourage him to do fucked up
1: stuff. I guess... I don't... I didn't like the Black Dahlia. Again, with American Horror Story, they throw in too much. I didn't like the Black Dahlia being mixed in, because we know... The house she was killed in, and it's not that house. Like I, can't, yeah, it's like the uh, Soden house.
0: Yeah, which and is that, a really, like, story is, cool that story is that story
1: is just so fucked up that it's just like it's its own thing. Like let's not.
0: Well, I yeah. House. At that point when season one came out, I don't know if any of that stuff from the podcast and stuff had come out where it became yeah. more. So it was still more of that mystery because I think anyone that knows that story now is just like, yeah, that's exactly what happened to Bakhtalia, but this is like more of like the zodiac of like who's the real zodiac and it's still that mystery. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we can throw that in season one. um yeah. and it made sense with the with the guy uh, where because they were doing a flashback to like that time period and the doctor um from that time but yeah. uh but yeah it, it was weird yeah. well, No, but but they did but he was so like he
1: was a um a doctor. so like I think they did know because he, was, like, a doctor who was, like, an OB-GYN, which is, like, the real guy was, too, so...
0: Well, I, yeah, I don't know if he was an ob but he did perform abortions.
1: Y- yeah, yeah, which is, like, I think the real guy did do yeah, that. Yeah, he did do that. So it's, like, I think they did know, because they base it, like, kind of on, you know...
0: But I, like I guess that, it's still, like, up yeah. in the air, who really... So it's, I think the whole point of him putting it in season one was that, like, mystery kind of thing... Of, like, no one really knows, even though it's, like, if you really, like, you know, like, there's not really a question in my mind anymore. They convinced me. (laughs) Yeah. I think I was thrilled. I remember,
1: though, when I was watching it, I think I did, like, think something about, like, the house. Because it's, like... I don't know, like, the, like, the, I, cause I was like, oh, that's not, like, the actual house of the
0: Black Dahlia
1: killer, I don't know. But, yeah, they were
0: going off of the mystery of it, I think, of, like, we don't really know, and, and it might be this guy, even though, kind of, I think most people are on the same side of, like, it's probably that guy. Yeah. (laughs) That killed him. But, um, also, another person in the house, uh, Billy Dean Howard, Sarah Paulson's character, who also shows up, I think think in in a hotel that billy dean howard
1: uh she's like she's a like, medium. Doesn't age somehow
0: yeah but she's even though it's been like 20 years no i don't know but she's no. a she's a medium but yeah so she's at the house and it's like are you just hanging around this house like why did you show up she just came to like kick it with the ghosts. but like she's like a in hotel it she's supposed to be a kind of a famous TV medium. Yeah. So she has a busy schedule. So she just like, right. goes back to be like, hey, what's up
1: in the house? I just thought of some, some, a part I would love to see Sarah Paulson play because I feel like she kind of looks like Lana Del Rey. I would love to see her play like a Lana Del Rey character. <laughs> I feel like some of the characters just need to like, they need to be, I know, like more broad because I feel like sometimes they're too campy and sometimes I'm like, okay, wait, who is this? Like, you need to be like more Specific, I don't
0: know. Yeah. Oh one she kind th- of has the same hair. And
1: I don't know. Uh, she, yeah, more specific
0: yeah. with the characters, but with yeah. the uh, oh, just really quick. So uh, about um about Anton LaVey, the real life uh, oh, yeah. Satanist. I looked him up and I was like, wait, is that the guy? Did they like do like CGI? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, no, looks, he looks. He looks really it's it's so a good crazy. casting. Uh, yeah. but. So his, at least his version of Satanism, which was the first actual, like, religious expression of Satanism before there was kind of uh, literary stuff and everything, but it wasn't a religion. So, uh, and it was in the 60s, and uh, so he created the Church of Satan, and in the church, Satan and the devil are seen as symbolic, not real, so they would not be going around seeking the Antichrist and following the black star or whatever they said in the sky where like you Dorks. would works. Yeah. Like the three wise men thing. Like, yeah. like okay. But it, it's basically all about, it, it's seems a lot uh, more about almost like a movement of like, um, of self um, improvement uh more than that because it's all about kind of like your human kind of instincts it's based on like hedonism and not denying yourself as kind of like an animal uh your animal instincts and stuff so kind of going a lot of their stuff is uh is you're kind of like on board for it and some of it's a little like tricky but it's all about kind of um indulging kind of your ego and uh your human nature so uh yeah. and living your life like that so they use they don't use satan or the devil in any literal way it's um, basically
1: like yolo
0: yeah it, it's very much like yolo it's uh it's carpe diem it's that kind of stuff um yeah it's it's about uh, material materialism um and kind of rejecting uh kind of the teachings of like christianity where it's supposed to be like uh you know, focused on not here and now, but about, you know, uh, the afterlife and kind of denying certain aspects of yourself. So, uh, it, it, like what, one of the things in here, it says Satan viewed as a positive archetype representing pride, carnality, and enlightenment. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's very different from how they're portraying it in the the show. (laughs) Uh, yeah. and, and I think most Satanist in the Satan religion had nothing. It, it's much more of an atheistic view on life. Yeah. Uh, and that's where whenever they show Satanists in shows and stuff, it goes in a completely different direction. And it's not like that <laughs> at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One thing I want to bring up um, with, like, the whole,
1: like, Satanist thing is, like, I watched a movie, which was not good, but it, it was kind of interesting, <laughs> Um, called We Summon the Darkness. And it's, like, these three hot girls in the 80s go to a metal concert, and they pick up these guys, and there's, like, there's been all these, like, uh, like devil worship murders um, around the Midwest. And it, it turns out, like, these girls, like, bring these guys back to this house. They drug them, they tie them up, and then you find out that they're working for this, like, mega church uh, yeah. headed by Johnny Knox. <laughs> Um, and so like
0: they are he also shows up in random stuff just random stuff
1: (laughs) they're they're fueling this like satanic panic in order to drive people towards like these mega churches which I thought makes a lot more sense um, like because you know those those, uh, evangelical churches that like where they have like private jets I believe those people are truly evil like I consider myself a Christian and those people are straight up like they are going to hell. I didn't know you, <laughs> like, I didn't
0: know you considered yourself a Christian but okay I, <laughs> I mean
1: learn something kind new of. about no I get what you're saying yeah yeah well i think like with the satanism and christianity it's like uh, are you doing stuff for like this like this world or like the next it's Exactly. Like, well if if you don't if you don't believe that anything like in this world matters then it's also kind of like what drives you to d- do good things you know, if you're just focused on, like, like, if you truly believe that, like, all that matters is, like, heaven, then, like, if you save someone's life, you're just taking them away from going to heaven. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, like, why save anyone then? Well, yeah. Why save people's lives? If, if heaven is better than this. Well, know? that's why
0: they had to make su- suicide a sin.
1: Well, yeah, but it's... like. A- I that's don't know like p- I got it when I
0: was little. I don't
1: like the part of Christianity that's just emphasizing the next life because it kind of takes away responsibility to do good things in this life. Well you then know? you
0: might be a Satanist because that's what well, they no, that's what but, they that's what they believe in. they're like they don't like the emphasis on. You know, but it's But it's I also think
1: way, that like you should try to yeah. like be like It's almost almost as if you should find a balance between enjoying life and doing good things. Well, yeah, and and that's why I was
0: saying, like, the, like, satanic religion is very similar to, like, a new age kind of spirituality. It's like, you know, in, like, Buddhism, it's all about the here and now. And it's not about some afterlife or anything like that. So But in a different
1: but Buddhism. But in, in is a all very about, in a
0: very different way. I'm not saying yeah, that's true. I I'm just, really don't
1: like Buddhism because it's basically like don't enjoy anything. Yeah, don't have emotions. But it's about
0: kind of finding peace and enlightenment in, in, like, in your life now, is what I'm talking about. I feel about. like Buddhism is it just sounds like a depressed person's like
1: rationalization. They're like, if you have no feelings, you can never be. Saved. Yeah, no, like, I, I don't enjoy I, yeah. anything, but also don't be sad about anything. Just kind of be. And that sounds like uh something that a depressed person would tra- strive for. Okay, I'm cut this out. I'm dragging Buddhism. <laughs> no,
0: but I get I
1: get what you're saying. I
0: think but the it's the similarities we're so weird to me. But the oh, I guess, s- similarities yeah. between the two is about more of this, like, philosophy about, like, living your best, becoming your best self in the here and now and not this focus on the afterlife. I had a big kind of when I, because I was raised Catholic, and my big kind of, like, what I was going to say, oh, yeah, my first kind of thing was, like, questioning my faith and stuff, which happens to anyone that was raised like that, yeah. uh, was about, like, why are we doing, like you were talking about, why are we doing these good things just for uh, just because, like, Jesus and God is watching and, like, yeah, God's and everyone. It's, like, I was, like, a more much more humanistic approach of, like, we yeah. should love other people and help other people because they're humans and because of empathy. Yeah.
1: So Yeah, if yeah. you're just
0: doing it to get, like, brownie points with, with God. I, thought, I always thought that like, was messed up. I always thought that yeah, was really messed of, up. Yeah, you're kind of shady. Like, uh, yeah. Also, yeah, and then,
1: then if, if you save someone's life, then it's like, well, you're preventing them from going to heaven, so aren't you doing then a bad thing? Shouldn't we all just, like, uh, take, like, drink the Kool-Aid and off ourselves? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I mean, that, that has
0: to do with, like, all, like, I yeah. think the origins of, uh, Christianity was literally, like, let's be nice to each other for once. <laughs> there was a yeah. little bit of that, and then it got really kind of distorted throughout, uh, you know, yeah. different organized religion. Um, but I did try to read some of the Bible and let me
1: tell you that it needs another draft because the storytelling in the Bible is not good. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, well, the stories uh, they, have no pun- they have no like, like punchline. It's just like. This person did a thing, and then they did this thing, and then they did a third thing, and then end of story. And that's repeat that like fifty times.
0: Yeah, I mean, a part of that is like there. It was written over like you know there was like big periods of time between like were sections of it written, and then so and we have Um, multiple different authors like yeah. yeah, So it's gonna be like discombobulated.
1: But it's so weird because like I remember in um. In I took a like a in my nerd camp we read like the Bhagavad Gita and like a, like it was like a Hindu uh-huh. religious text and in most religious things there's like morals so like to have a moral story you need like a twist at the end like a well a turn. like there's
0: more of the parables that you get into with uh, yeah. with in the Bible but I get what you're saying but I mean I
1: don't know they're really but it's just it's bizarre the way the Bible is like even reading. Like, the, um, like, synopsis of the stories, there's, like, very few stories where there's, like, a, t- a, a turn where it's, like, oh, that's the point of the story. It's usually, I don't know, I, it's hard to explain, but the Bible's just not, it's, I don't love it. Well, it's really,
0: yeah. really boring, anyway. <laughs> uh, well, I feel like a lot of, like, ancient religious texts are kind of boring to read, so.
1: But I feel like there's, it's, it's just weird, because there's so, like... Yeah, like, like, Greek myths and stuff, there's a lot of, like, lessons you could put in there about, like, pride or, like, stuff like that. But, yeah, it's like, there's, I don't know, it's just, like, from point A to point B, it's like, this person did a bad thing, and then a bad thing happens to them. The end! And you're like,
0: okay. Yeah. (laughs) What was the point of that? Yeah. No, I understand (laughs) what you're saying. Uh, Yeah, anyway. (laughs) um also i mean like with uh norse mythology there's there's not a lot of it was like oral tradition so there's a lot of people that yeah. have written down like the mythology in a much more fun way because these are more modern authors that are you know telling yeah. the stories so you get like a much oh, I, more but fun I, I even
1: tried to find like fun bible like
0: i even tried like
1: children's because i could not get you into just it. watched
0: a ton of edgy tales and was like i tried mind.
1: No, I tried, like, a children's version of the Bible, and, like, I'm, like, someone has to make this interesting. And yeah. And, guys, they have not done it. Well, it's, it's, I remember yeah, it is. Very- I, had a ch- I had a children's Bible growing up, and I remember, like, that being cool, but, like, I can't find, like, um, yeah, like, just, like, something with, like, a good summary of, like, all the s- different stories within the Bible, And like, oh, you know, I don't know. Well, it's
0: also really like the way it's put together is a little bit is very discombobulated. So that's that would be confusing to try to find just a summary of the Bible. Like if you're like the summary of this section, but it's also
1: the most sold book. So it's not that crazy that someone could have like made an extremely (laughs) simplified version for like my stupid self to read yeah
0: yeah okay maybe that's a project for you
1: i need to go like sit in on a sunday school once like churches open up and just like be like teach me about the
0: bible yeah no the kids i'm gonna sit in on the kids sunday school yeah no i mean the book of revelations is actually kind of interesting to me because speaking of the antichrist and everything because and the apocalypse uh because it almost, honestly seems like kind of fan fiction to me. It was written, <laughs> it, it was kind of written a little bit after the fact, and, yeah. uh, which, I mean, everything in the Bible was written way after Jesus died anyway, but, um, and it, again, it was written, like, there would be, like, one person writing stuff, and then a hundred years later another person writing stuff, but I know the books, book of Revelations was just, like, I forget who wrote it, uh, but... Just really just, like, saying, like, okay, I'm going to do some really fun fan fiction of the end of the world. It's, it's very different yeah. than a lot of the other shit in the yeah. Bible. Okay, I should like, read that, then. In my, in my opinion, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, that's just a side note there.
1: <laughs> Bible talk with cat and Aurora. Yeah. I don't know anything about the Bible because I did not go to Catholic school or was not raised Catholic
0: yeah i should i was baptized I, when i was i should years know old. more but i forget half of it. <laughs>
1: yeah uh well so i think that wraps up um those three episodes um i don't know
0: if you have anything else you want to add uh i there's like little things but i i can't really think of anything really specific um yeah i think for next time uh, do you want to, uh, go over episode, we're definitely going to be starting with episode seven, obviously, and, um, and try to get through, uh, the next couple episodes. Um, okay. does that sound good? Yeah. So we have four more, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and episode seven is, it kind of simple, so, okay. uh, we can get through that kind of quickly. Which was the one you want to do a whole one on? Episode six? Uh, well, we kind of just did or, it with the murder no, house. I know. Because it was murder house, because it was just confusing. No, no, okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. so I was like, I don't know if we're gonna, how we're going to get this all in one, you know? Okay. Um. Okay, so, uh, so thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, I think we got through, I think we got through a lot. Uh, thank yeah. you guys so much for listening, and yeah, next time we're definitely going to be covering episode uh, 7 and 8. We, hopefully we'll get a little further than that and uh, discuss yeah how the season has progressed so yeah thank you guys for listening and we'll see you later bye okay bye